0: Hey, this is Brody King, and you're listening to the Bad Light Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Bad Light Podcast. We have an excellent conversation with my good friend Kevin Kiros coming up. Just wanted to take a quick second to thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. If this is your first time with us. We do have a few other awesome episodes available on Apple and Spotify. If you're checking us out on Apple, please do make sure to leave a five-star review. Uh, and wherever you're checking us out, make sure to tell a friend. Uh, we've been getting some awesome feedback so far. I'd really like to get this in front of some more people uh, that might really enjoy the conversations we're having about either wrestling or creativity or just photography and Uh, So yeah, tell a friend. Also want to touch on our Bad Light Zine that we still have available. We're down to about 40 copies of issue one here. Uh, We'll be ordering more as necessary, but sometimes there's a delay in there. So if you're wanting to get one, badlightzine.bigcartel.com is where you can pick one of those up. Uh, Also, if you're in the UK, mechashote.com is where you can get that locally. That's M-E-C-H-A-S-H-O-T-E-I.com. They're our local distributor in the UK, and they'll get one out to you a lot cheaper than it would cost to get one shipped from the state. Uh, Today's episode with Kevin. Kevin is a longtime friend of mine. We bonded on our love for film photography as it relates to wrestling he does a lot of awesome work for PWG Suburban Fight which is a no ring company based out of Southern California uh, he's done work for New Japan Pro Wrestling and Fight Club Pro you can find him online at 35mm dot wrestling on Instagram or at 35mm underscore wrestling on Twitter also a big thanks to our friend Brody King for doing the intro to this episode you can find him at Brody X King on Instagram and Twitter big thanks to Dennis for uh, editing this episode at CI ILA club on Instagram, John jr. For doing the logo and icon for this show at outlaw.press on Instagram, Uh, the band that he's in culture abuse for the song that plays at the beginning and end of the episode called perfect light. You can find them online at culture abuse, fanzine on Instagram. You can find me online at brainbuster underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also find copies of the wrestlers one and two, the books that I made uh, any extra shirts or zines that I've made at brainbuster INC cartel.com now under our conversation with Kevin Kevin what's up man how are you I'm good dude how's it going with <laughs> uh, uh, full disclosure we already tried to tape that once so that was like a, a perfectly awkward response it's good to see you dude I know Thank it's you. like via the internet or whatever but uh, we should be probably hanging out soonish now or recently or whatever but we didn't so zoom is the best second best right yep
1: it's good. Uh, um, we chat pretty frequently so but it's yeah good. good to see some faces
0: yeah, we do, we do the, uh, it's usually like, we'll usually hit Instagram and text at the same time and it'll be right. two separate conversations and then they get really confusing how they get melded together at some point. Yeah. Cool. Well, for anyone unfamiliar with, with you, tell us how you got started shooting wrestling photography specifically.
1: Um, That timeline, like my timeline for everything is so hazy. Like I don't okay. remember A lot of stuff like I don't really, (laughs) dates are not really, uh, dates are not really my thing. Um, I don't need
0: dates. I just mean like, like were you shooting photos prior to wrestling or were you just like going to wrestling shows and you're like, I'm going to bring a camera or like, how did, how did that all happen?
1: So I always thought like, I think when people ask me like, oh, when did you start shooting? I always say like, oh, like 2015, maybe something like that, like only five years or so. But then like from time to time, I find like old Polaroids or like old, like disposable photos from like 2012 and i'm like i don't remember i remember being that deep in the photography at the time so i think i was carrying like disposables around and like shooting polaroids in like 2012 at the earliest probably and that was just like shooting like you know we'd go on a trip and i'd bring a disposable or i'd go to i'd go to punk shows and like shoot disposables there but like none of the photos from that era are like very good it's always like too dark or like whatever, you know. And I think wrestling probably started in like maybe like twenty fourteen. I think was like I had been like on and off with wrestling. Like I would catch random stuff here and there, like on TV. And then I think like Brian and Punk were like guys that I remember like thinking like, oh these guys are new and like I've never seen them before, but this mm-hmm. is really cool. And so I kinda got swept in a little bit and then I had a few friends uh when I lived in Bakersfield <clears throat> that are still friends now that were like also either just getting back into wrestling or had never stopped, but they were like in indie wrestling and like had trained as like wrestlers at some point, like in the two thousands. And so they like got us into a PWG and like, it was like the, the 10 year anniversary or something like PWG ten was like all star weekend 11 or something. One of those weekends was the first one we went to. And I remember like, Oh, this is super cool. And like thinking like, Oh, I could bring a disposable camera to these shows, you know? Yeah. So I would take pictures from the crowd and that sort of thing and they were never really that good but um it's more like making memories than anything else yeah just to like keep track of that stuff i wanted to yeah. document like going to all this stuff and then eventually i got like a like a film camera and i would bring that to shows or whatever and i was getting like not really great stuff but like good enough yeah um, there's always a couple gyms in there too yeah yeah so yeah. i didn't really know what i was doing i was just taking pictures or whatever but then uh devin devin chen who was photographing at pwg at the time had like left he had like moved away so mm-hmm. they were like looking for someone to start shooting shows there and i ran into excalibur at like uh mania weekend in cal in uh, up in santa clara okay yeah okay yeah. and i was like oh hey you know i've been taking pictures and at the shows like from my seat like you know, I'd like to start shooting at the shows. And he was like, yeah, we need someone to do photos for the DVDs and promo stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't own a digital camera. (laughs) And he was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work then. But you know, if you're ever at a show and you're in the front row, you can, you know, kind of peek in and take a photo here or there as long as you sit down or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll start doing that. And eventually, I was just doing it so frequently that like, I don't know, eventually, I bought a digital camera in like 2016 or something. And like, started doing stuff there and sending photos off to Excalibur and then like maybe BOLA two or three years ago mm-hmm. I don't know maybe 2017 I finally was like backstage and shooting photos and so that's kind of like the real like right that's really where it all started, like, started the snowballing kind of, yeah yeah when I was like really figuring out like what my style was mm-hmm. and making it work so I guess that's how kind of how I got involved was like just going to PWG as a fan and eventually like being there so much that they were like okay you can you know hang out back here or whatever so for and sure that's put it into like multiple mania weekends and whatever so I guess yeah yeah part. yeah it all just kind of like like i said it
0: snowballs from there like you you kind of like start to you know ease your way into something and then like once it kind of hits like you know meeting those certain people having that those like few photos that you can be like oh hey like i did this and it's like oh, okay well you, if this person vouched for you enough to be ringside then like obviously you're cool to be ringside at our show or whatever. And then, you know, you, you kind of build that trust with promoters or whatever. Uh, I feel like Excalibur was probably the right person to run into. If you're, you know what I mean? Like, I guess to go back a little bit further than that, you, know, you talked about going to like punk shows and stuff like that, bringing a disposable camera to that, going to Reseda, going to a Legion hall that had to feel like, like so similar, but a completely different world. Right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Cause it's like, I don't know. It just feels like you just know, like whatever you're seeing is like, just needs to be documented in some way yeah. and no one was taking, I mean, I don't think anyone was really doing a lot of film stuff there at the time. So it was sure. like a different way to see all that stuff and, and be able to remember all of it. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just remember, you know, cause I used to go to a bunch of like, uh, you know, I, I used the word punk very very broadly like you know any sort of alternative metal metalcore hardcore crusty heart whatever the million different genre uh expansions of that of that genre would be but you know i going to shows at like dive bars and stuff like that all the time and like seeing bands and stuff like that and then i kind of like fell out of that scene and then when i went to a wrestling show in a legion hall like i went to aaw which is you know like kind of a similar vibe to pwg they do a lot of like, the super cards and stuff like that a lot of the bigger name indie talent yeah it felt it felt like it felt like it did going to shows when I was like younger. Like it felt like the same like community and like the same vibe and like the same kind of like you're seeing these people put like all this passion to this thing. And yet it's in this like dingy shitty space, but like that intimacy of everyone just kind of being on top of each other and like sweating on each other. was kind of like, like that was the vibe. Like that's what made it cool. You know,
1: for sure. And Damien, the the singer from that band fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah. He loves talking about the punk wrestling connection and, he oh thinks, yeah like, the crossover is just like you know like he's always trying to get people who are like into punk like into wrestling because there's like you know it's like there's something for you in there you know if you come from punk there's like something about it that like gives you the same kind of energy and the same vibe about it and i i've always agreed with him in the, on that aspect yeah it really does. totally like it's so easy to like move in from that world into that there's some, yeah. just so many similarities in the DIY aspect and like a like, yeah. whatever, and being in some dingy hall. So, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's easy D- to get it. For
0: sure. Damien's got an awesome podcast too. Turned out a punk. Uh, he's got a bunch of wrestlers on talking about like their you know, coming up through punk and then finding wrestling and stuff like that. And there are like literally so many parallels, like what you said, like kind of just like that DIY attitude of like, like this is on a small enough scale. There's no real money behind it, but I got to figure it the fuck out and like make it work. And, and that's For just kind sure. of like with both, you know? So, you know, going from the punk shows and then and then to PWG, how long were you just doing PWG shows before you kind of started to to branch out to some other stuff?
1: Probably, I mean, that was really the only thing because I was living in Bakersfield at the time. So, like, I, PWG was really the only other big indie I was, like, super familiar with. And then, like, all the streaming services started coming up or, like, you know, you could watch AEW shows and beyond and all that stuff. So Because even when we did uh, that WrestleMania weekend in... uh up north the only indie show we went to at the time was like a ring of honor show you know and then the following year when we went to texas it was like oh now there's like i'd never heard of evolve before you know like yeah okay now there's like evolve and then there was like kaiju big battle and uh other stuff in texas and then the following year like in florida going to that it was like oh okay now there's like now I know of like evolve and uh, what else ran that weekend. There's so much stuff. Yeah, there was
0: everything. Weekend. There was uh, cause, yeah. Pro- um, did progress run in Florida? Maybe. Yeah, not. I do have right. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. They did. They absolutely did. Because
1: yeah, um, when we, I that remember was, that Florida we weekend, met. felt like wow. There's yeah. no. so much stuff. That was spring first year of spring break. Yep. Yep. Like but we would have met right after that, right? Because um, I think in Florida, where did we meet? I think we've
0: like met met in new orleans got it because yeah, right. i think it was like we were all in florida yeah because i didn't know anybody in florida because i i i think we ended up like seeing some
1: of each other's photos or something like that after that and then right. like, kind i think of, you were one of the of first connection. people that i saw that was shooting wrestling on film and at Same. The time i thought like oh i'm kind of the only person in this world but now that obviously yeah. there's tons of people that were doing it or sure currently doing it but at the time i was like whoa this is so cool that someone else is doing it and he's got his own vibe that like yeah matt meshes really well with it so that was really cool to like learn but yeah i think i think not long before new orleans we had like kind of been chatting off and off on and yeah
0: off so because i remember yeah the same the same kind of thing i remember seeing your your like your instagram handle it was like 35 millimeter wrestling and i was like whoa what what is this i was like this sounds like totally my vibe and then i like looked and it was all pwg stuff and and i think we started chatting like pretty directly after that like we probably like dm'd each other or whatever but you're right like it was really interesting finding somebody else that was doing something so similar but like our work has like very very different vibe to it they look completely different for which sure
1: because yeah. probably at the time i was just like this is so cool that someone else is doing it and yeah. but not only that it's like it's like, I don't know, because it could have gone where it's just like, this kind of just looks like my work. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. But it totally, it totally wasn't. It was like, this guy's got his own thing going on and like, how is he doing this? How is he getting like this kind of stuff? Like, It was a lot more like questions of like thinking, it like, helped. who else is doing this, you know? like yeah. It was really, really cool thing to, to discover.
0: Kind of helped like expand like the creative brain of like, oh, this person is doing like these other things too, like. I wonder how they're doing this. I like, I wonder how they did like this little thing. And I wonder how that could like work into like what I'm doing to like elevate this little part of it, which is like how anybody is like inspired by anything. Right. Like, I mean, it's all, it's all careful theft is really what it is you know what i mean it's like you don't steal you don't steal the whole thing because then that that's just like plagiarism right if you're just like Oh, i'm just gonna take what this person does and just do it but it's like oh i like how they you know frame this one part of this thing or like include this or like how you know utilize whatever and just like their voice and it's like i wonder how that would look kind of you know putting that on like what i do uh right. and just like making that little twist or whatever um I kind of like, did you ever see that, like, this is a total aside, but did you ever see that uh, contact high book where it's like the, it's like all the hip hop photography?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, they did the, they did that exhibit at the end here. And I, dude, I saw that exhibit and just kept thinking like I can't wait to do all of this stuff with the rest. Like exactly. I I was like, I can't wait to like get like contact sheets of this stuff. And like, you know, there were so many inspirations in that where I was like, this would translate so well to wrestling; it would be so cool. But um, I right. yeah, totally, yeah, that it's always that, cool to find inspiration in like other subcultures that you can kind of put into wrestling.
0: Well, and you absolutely should. And I think you know part of part of what makes so much sense with like Uranite's photography in those like those dingy legion halls and stuff like that is coming from that like DIY like again quote unquote punk scene where like that's the vibe. You know what I mean? So it's like. Right putting together like these all these zines and stuff that I do that's just like been a thing that I've known about forever and I maybe didn't ever always have the means to do it or whatever but like that kind of idea and that aesthetic and stuff like that just like oh I don't I'm not good at graphic design I'll print a bunch of shit out cut it up and then scan it and it'll look good like it's not it's like you you kind of like pick up some of those as you as you go along and like the those other different influences that you have definitely help you put an interesting spin on like different subcultures that you kind of put them over to there was uh that david star picture that i took where it's like the whole like all the people kind of like moving around him that's blatantly stolen from uh, that i that concept is blatantly stolen from a photographer in that contact type book yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I wish i wish i knew
0: who the rapper and the photographer were off the top of my head but i don't i have the book downstairs i just I haven't memorized that information yeah but I, um, s-
1: yeah it, they had like a film at that exhibit Oh, cool! Of like all those guys, you should, if you ever—I don't know how you would find it, but if you ever can ever find yes, it, exists somewhere. Super cool. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes long or something. But cool. just like getting to see everyone's process and like seeing these like famous photographers who took these iconic shots and like listening to their process and like just thinking like how much like luck plays into it. Like sure. Oh, absolutely. For, for a lot of these guys like they're getting to shoot these like incredible like rappers and they're kind of just going into it like not blind. Obviously, they know what they're doing, but like you know getting to see that is really cool because it's kind of applies in wrestling where you're like, Oh, it's a hundred percent. applies just going yeah. in wind a lot of the time, you know? Um, yeah. Like you,
0: you have a certain set of skills and you have like, you know, you know who the person is and you kind of like know their aesthetic or their vibe or whatever that you can kind of play off of to how you want to make your photo. But like, you never know like how much time you're going to have, what the right. uh, half the time, what the space you're going to shoot in is going to look like, you know, when they're going to be ready. If what kind of like, day they've had or something like that you know what i mean because like it all plays a huge factor and uh i was just talking to somebody else about this like that carries over into i don't know have you noticed it carrying into like anything else that you shot photographically where like you're like so dead set in the the brain of wrestling photography where you're like i have 20 seconds to make the best possible photo of this person or i have you know shooting polaroid it's like all right i got one maybe two snaps of this thing. I honestly don't know what it's going to look like. The film itself might be fucked and might like not even work, you know what I mean? Or it might be way too dark and then it's unsavable. Have you, anything Anything else you've been shooting, have you noticed that kind of like, when you actually have the time, you're like so used to like, okay, I got 30 seconds to do this. And then you're like, oh, should I have all this extra time?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like it happened yesterday because yeah. when I was working on the... I'm working on something for that magazine you and I have chatted about. Mm -hmm. Um, But yesterday I probably had like a good chunk of time, you know, there's no, there's not really a lot of limits, but in my head, it's like, you're always on this wrestling time where it's like, like the first shoot I did yesterday. I mean, we probably shot it in like, I don't know, maybe the second one we did was, was really quick. Like, I could probably said, hi, did like 15, 20 photos within the span of like, I don't know, two minutes or something. And then it was like done. But it's like me on that wrestling time. Like, get this cranked out as fast as you can because you're not here to waste time or whatever but realistically we probably had like 10-15 minutes or something and probably could have played with a few different options but it was like just felt like just just get it get it done and then get out of here kind of a deal
0: right you're so used to being in that workflow that it's kind of hard to like break out of that like thinking especially when you're shooting wrestlers do you want to talk about that project or do you want to wait until until the
1: the how soon are we is doing out.
0: this uh, i don't know when we're going to release this we can release it closer to when we're
1: putting that out if you want no nah, it probably doesn't really matter i mean it doesn't will, matter it this might, is like it's, yeah it's like yeah, yeah. We, like yesterday i was doing photos of like i thought it'd be cool to get all some of the local wrestlers involved and do some quarantine photos from from my car and kind of do you know ask some questions about what they're doing or whatever during the during this quarantine business but i went and shot brody at his house in front of the, in in front of his house and he had his dog with him. that's awesome and we cracked like i don't know probably like 30 something photos because they did of course i brought three cameras four cameras or something yeah i was just like clearing this thing out and then swapping it and then we were we were up and done in like three or four minutes and it was like we're good cool thanks <laughs> like from the like yelling at him from from the window of my car like, <laughs> right and, right you know? uh <laughs> then i went and saw a tune at her house and uh i got out of the car for that one because there was no parking but like you know, I was like yeah. out of state in front of her place. And that one probably we probably we probably shot for like 10 minutes or so. And then like I sure. did a little longer than that. And then Rocky was the first one I did. Rocky Romero. Yeah. And that was outside of his apartment complex. And like we did some photos outside. And that was probably like 10 minutes or something. But yeah, I definitely rushed through it. You know, I was like trying to crank all this stuff out. So it's weird um, because you really probably have a lot of time to like experiment and do other stuff. Sure. But your brain is just like on this mode where it's like everything just has to be super fast. So I don't know. It's hard. to yeah,
0: it. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with uh, a wrestler for more than, you know, like five, 10 minutes. Like, like, uh, like killer cross has always been like basically just however much time you need. And like, it's just like, I'm always just, you know, five minutes and I'm done. I want to talk about that. Like the, the idea for that project that you had real quick though. So I really like the, the thought of like shooting it out the car window, like showing kind of that like space between, you know what I mean? Like you're still in this, you're still looking out of a, Uh, like a confined area into into like the world so you you have the idea you know behind behind your your quarantine shoot of of kind of like this distance and you're showing that within the image of how you're framing that was that like kind of a part of your thought process or what was what was your idea behind being in the car and kind of shooting out of it
1: so I didn't actually frame the the like I actually kept the the door out of the frame and initially I was like it would be cool to show that like this is shot from my car because uh ed templeton does a lot of uh like his hashtag scenes from suburbia or whatever a lot of like shot from his car and you can visibly see ed's like in the passenger seat or driving or whatever and he's just shooting out into the to the world and so i was like that would be really cool and then i was just thinking like no you know as long as i can make sure that people are aware like you know, I obviously didn't take this like standing six feet in front of them. Right. It was, like enough. But that might be something to experiment with for some of the other ones, because they're all a little different. Like Brody's yeah. were all done from the car. Tuna's was like outside of your yard. Sure. Rocky was like outside of my car as well. So it's like kind of. So it's probably a little- better that that wasn't
0: a part of your initial plan, because with how you've had to kind of like adjust exactly what you're doing because of no parking and and different, you know, like living right. situations and stuff, you would have been kind of screwed on completing that. If that was like the main part of your project, that would have been tricky. right.
1: That, the initial vibe was like, yeah, I'll do it for my car. And you you can see from like, you can clearly see that I'm shooting from within the car and like, I'll just be, you know, I'll post it in front of these guys' houses and they're on their porch with like their their dog or their kid or their spouse or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, well, <laughs> nobody in LA really lives in the house. No one's got sure. You know, no one's yeah. Got apartments So it was. Then it became a little trickier. Like, okay, how are we going to really make this work? So we had to do. I had to make some adjustments on on that part. But um, I'm kind of keeping it open, like you know, play yeah. around with stuff and see see how it goes. I'm gonna try to get a couple more people involved, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea was just to like, there's no wrestling going on, but you have to. There's this is a weird time that needs yeah. to be documented and these sure. guys are, you know doing something and it's good to get them some kind of exposure you know while they're not making money and like hopefully you know keep figure keep, out a way to get them something
0: right keep them keep the name in people's heads and stuff like that so that sure. uh, you know what I mean Because like all these people still have like really cool merch and stuff I know Brody's been has a, always a bunch of like really cool merch and stuff I've seen uh, some stuff that Rocky's been doing did you see the video of his wife sitting and like working from home he made like an entrance ramp in his living room and like came out and like the chico yeah, with the beard and was like rolling
1: all over the place oh my god i was dying yeah uh, get it that's part of the part of my questions is asking how this tiktok fame is going to work out for him you know so complete, yeah wrestlers on tiktok man oh man that tiktok <laughs> stuff place. is so crazy man i can't deal with it it's wild man it's a it's
0: a whole scene Anyway, we could talk about TikTok all day, but I don't Rather think that's. that's yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll save we'll save that for our our TikTok podcast. That'll be coming week week twenty of the quarantine. So you, we're gonna keep going back to this project because I think it's really interesting and I know it's like fresh in your brain too. So like you said, Rocky was the first one you shot for that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming then you realized very quickly with you know you'd have to chain, like tweak your idea because you know you weren't able to shoot him from your car with the car in it, like you had kind of originally planned. Um, yeah. the
1: street was just so narrow and there was like no parking. So I just threw the hazards on and I was like, all right, I'm going to step out of the car. And then, you know, he's back, be- he's back, you know, 10, 15 feet or something. And then sure. Shoot that way and then make it work. Do you
0: think, uh, do you think shooting wrestling and having these kind of like short time spans and just like having to think on the fly of like, okay, this is a wall that'll work. This is a space that'll work. Like this is light that'll work. Blah, 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 blah. Do you think that's like, actively helped you be able to think on the fly with like with what we're talking about here where you had to completely change the the concept behind your plan for this project like in the middle of shooting it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I I got lucky because uh Rocky had already kind of found a spot like with a a good door and like good little spot. Yeah, Yeah. Otherwise it would have been like, okay, I gotta drive around and figure this out. Um yeah. Without giving much away, but like his complex is like way too crazy to like, you know, Go in front of his door and shoot, or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. So we did it outside, and he had already found a good little spot. But, um, same deal. Yeah, it was just easy to figure out, um, because that's all you're doing whenever you're at the shows is like figuring out the fastest way, <laughs> like, right, where's a good location and where can I get all this done super quick and like within minutes where I don't have to like pull these guys aside for too long, you know? So, yeah. Same deal here. You know, I'm sure Rocky would rather just be like <laughs> back inside his house, like hanging out with his wife or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um so you're trying to crank this out as quickly as possible without holding everyone up for too long. So yeah, right. it definitely helped. Yeah, that mentality is good. I mean, sometimes it's a little detrimental cuz you feel like yeah. you're always short on time, but I mean, there's definitely pros to it um for sure if are stuff out on the fly.
0: It definitely becomes an art though, like being able to like come up with a concept and like like you get you get enough bad first shots and you figure out how to like, okay, well, I only have 30 seconds with this person. I need to figure out how to make that 30 seconds count and make the best possible image with them that I possibly can. And like, it's like, it's like flashcards for photography, I feel like, or maybe that's not the right metaphor or whatever, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, not boot camp. that would be way too intense, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a uh, it's practice for sure. It can be really tricky sometimes. Uh, okay, cool. That project sounds awesome. I'm excited to see those photos uh, whenever you get them done. You, do you know how many do you think you want to have uh, when it's all done for the magazine or how many you're, you're looking to try and shoot? Uh,
1: how many guys or girls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many? Uh, how many I think many like wrestlers. five. Five is five. probably five. enough. Cool. Yeah. they yeah, do a couple more. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Mostly brainstorming other quarantine-related things we can do that don't involve physical wrestling and shooting that. So Sure, sure. Yeah. try
0: figure that all out. It's really flexing a lot of people's creative muscle right now, like not just in wrestling, but just like as a whole, kind of like what what can I do within the confines of my space and still kind of keep doing these kind of reps, you know what I mean? Because it, it can be like riding a bike and if you don't do it for a while, uh, you don't think with that part of your brain or whatever, it can kind of get a little bit rusty and a little bit cloudy. Uh, yeah, so, yeah it's, been, it's been interesting to try and figure that out. I mean, this is, it probably seems like this idea kind of came as a, as a, um, the the idea for the podcast kind of came as a a catalyst of that. But if it's been something I've been thinking about and talking about for a long time, I'm sure we've talked about it and stuff like that, but just doing it as like a counterpoint to the zine, I think is really cool showing a lot of these people's work and then also uh, hearing some of their stories and how they kind of think about, about photography and stuff like that. On that note, like you said, you went to that first that first WrestleMania weekend, you said you were kind of shooting a little bit at that point, right? Like you were kind of just like taking some disposables and stuff with you.
1: Yeah, I had my T seventy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. about that Calibre. point, and so I think I t- I was like super far away. In like when we went to go see ROH, and I was just like shooting pictures. I don't think there's a good like a single good photo from that weekend. It's hard with but that. That was yeah, like yeah. The first like real, you know, kind of trying to get into that world a bit. And sure, oh, we went to we did go to that WrestleCon, which is where I saw. Excalibur and so I think I did photos from that too and there's probably some weird photos and all in there but I haven't revisited those in a long time but yeah that was kind of the first first time but it did this didn't really pick up until we were in like New Orleans was probably the first time like I like I did stuff backstage for spring break and then progress and I remember you you were hanging out a lot that weekend and, and shooting quite a few things so yeah that was the first time it was like Oh, cool! Like I can kind of get involved with like other companies and like work my way into getting in to do to do other stuff, so that was a right. big weekend for me
0: I think yeah, absolutely, I think yeah, New Orleans was absolutely for me as well. I did Orlando and didn't really like i i did I got to do some cool stuff in orlando uh absolutely i got to do if I got to i mean Zach Sabre jr snuck me into the backstage of progress so I could shoot photos back there So I was working on the first wrestler's book, the Black and white Polaroid one right and uh I was like, Hey man, cause it's progress. They're never over there. Like I was super, super into it. Like all the guys that's like, uh, all the guys and gals, it's like, Oh man, I would love to be able to photograph. They're all, you know, backstage there. And I've been shooting Zach a bunch for AAW. So it was like, yo man, do you think you can like possibly hook me up? Like I've already emailed people and they said it was cool. As long as like I can find them kind of thing, they'd be into it. And then come to find out like progress are just like the, the loveliest people. And like, I've gotten to do some stuff with them since then or whatever. But uh I remember that being the first like like watching like Trent Seven and Pete Dunn and, and uh Tyler right. Bate like go through stuff and like watch some of the younger guys and and all that kind of stuff and just be like, whoa, this is like really, really insane. But the rest of the uh I was looking through my first zine that was from that and uh it's all it's all crowd shots. It's it's all you know what I mean? There's none of it has any sort of access or you know, I think I shot pancakes and pile drivers, but I don't think I showed you that on film, so none of it was in the zine. Yeah, it's crazy to see the progress. No pun intended. Oh, you know what I just I just remembered uh, that? from that
1: Florida weekend was that Beyond. That was the first time I'd seen a Beyond show, and their deal was like everyone stands around the ring or whatever. And yeah, so I was up there with my camera, so I have shots from that show. Okay, cool. That Beyond show, and then I was also at Progress, and everyone was like hanging out backstage with their with their, or not even backstage, but like out in the open with their tables and stuff. So yeah. like. Gargano and Oni were there. Um yep. and so I did a photo of them. Trent Seven was there, Riddle was there. Like yep. I remember that was one of the first first times I got to do a lot of photos of those guys, which was like, you know, weaseling your way into things and like trying to make it seem way cooler than it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, there's I done those.
0: There's definitely a um possible misnomer that, you know, perception is reality, and like we're like shooting for these companies and stuff like that. A lot yeah. of it is really like we've shot certain wrestlers enough that they're like cool to vouch for us and we can go like make the photos that we want to make in in some of these worlds that like don't come around very often and stuff like that like with the wrestlemania weekends and stuff like that
1: right because that's kind of how it went down like the following year in new orleans with zach Mm -hmm. zach that spring break and i had talked to joey about shooting and he was like yeah you know it might be a little crowded backstage but we'll see what we can do and obviously joey was Busy can be. Sure. And Zach saw me sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, come here! Like, just come back. <laughs> yeah, coming out with us back here." He's like, "I was like, oh, are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah who cares?" Z- I, well, I don't know if Zach was even on that show. Was he? he? He was just hanging out. No,
0: he wasn't. I was thinking of the riddle match, but it, no, I don't think Zach was on that. No, Zach was there just hanging out. I think because he yeah. wrestled on the Zach show before that.
1: back there, and was like, and by snubbing out, he was just like, yeah, just come through the curtain or whatever. So yeah. I was getting to shoot a lot of that stuff, and same deal, like just. All the guys being generous from like knowing you from you know all the times I shot Zach and PWG and for sure them going out of their way to kind of help you get some stuff done is really cool and something they out for sure don't have to do and so right right but you like you build that you
0: build that trust with somebody
1: of like
0: you know that you're you're gonna make them look good and you're not going to to you know be some weirdo in the back of like interrupting people when they're going through matches and, right. and like you like you're professional you're you're going how you're gonna conduct yourself and and how you're going to work in that space is is obviously professional but yeah it really it's networking it's all networking that's what everything is everywhere but with wrestling especially it's a lot of like you know like always you know it's like kind of cliche but being you know nice and generous to everybody with like what you're doing and your time and stuff like that because you never know you know like who's gonna do some stuff that you're gonna like oh hey man like I want to get into this show that you're, you're working or whatever. I like so-and-so's on it that I want to shoot portraits of, or you got a cool match on this that I want to shoot sh- photos of or whatever. And then it's like, if you acted like you were some like too cool Hollywood photographer, cause you're only shooting the guys on the top of the card. Like you're an asshole. I'm like, you know what I mean? Nobody's like, nobody's gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Like I'm good on that. Or if you were like some weird, you know, like acting unprofessionally backstage, like interrupting people, uh, overstepping boundaries, whatever. So it really just comes with being professional in, you know in, within the the wrestling environment or whatever
1: and that's something everyone making those connections i mean figures out pretty quickly hopefully mm-hmm. you know you figure out that like all that stuff goes such a long way just like you know i remember those first times like being backstage at pwg was like full weekend or whatever yeah and there's so many big names on that card and you're just kind of standing around like oh okay this is kind of weird it's and terrifying you come up and shake your hand and then you're, you're like oh okay i should <laughs> be going around shaking everyone's hand or whatever you know it takes a minute to kind of figure out all this stuff because you're getting like opening up the curtain for you a bit you know so you have yeah i like, like look I, around and make sure that you're not overstepping bounds and you yeah light or whatever and that stuff people remember that stuff man it's like yeah you'd, you'd be surprised like how many dudes like i figure don't know my name or know anything about me from like even though i've shot them a million times or whatever yeah and see you like somewhere outside of that thing and they're like oh hey what's up man good to see yeah. you they come up and give you hugs or whatever and you're like oh okay you know right. they should remember you because you're you've been nice and you've been professional or whatever so yeah so and you like a big takeaway for a lot of beginners is to just like do just be nice like yeah for so sure far in this business for, for that kind of stuff so be nice be normal like don't you know don't what I mean normal, like oh man just- <laughs> yeah being normal
0: goes uh, a long way and like obviously like normal you know in quotations I wouldn't consider myself a, a normal person by any means you know I always like uh self-proclaimed weirdo and stuff like that but uh you know normal with how you're how you're interacting with people and sure, not sure. not running up to somebody and and you know asking them a bunch of weird questions or you know kind of like you know just being being having a normal interaction with somebody as two human beings would uh yeah. definitely goes a a very long way yeah i mean it's it's interesting to see and you you've probably seen it a lot at pwg some of the 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 guys that are starting off as kind of like a small rumbling of who they are and then just immediately can catap- catapult so like i'm sure you see a lot of those you know kind of like fresh faces that are that are about to blow up there
1: yeah i mean that's always crazy to see like looking at old photos of guys like roddy strong or like ricochet yeah or walter keith Lee, all those guys who were up and some of them doing like, like main roster all this stuff it's like so insane like it's really cool because so many of those guys are like really deserving of that and oh absolutely all of them i can't really think of one that's not deserving of yeah yeah you know so it's cool to see good guys like that get get a good spotlight and it's crazy to look back at that stuff and think like oh wow like you know ricochet holding the pwg world title is like a crazy photo to me you know like yeah being back on it now like thinking you know what he's what he's doing it's cool to see like stuff that you knew people that you knew would would make it that big or, or really doing it so yeah or like had be that part of that journey for sure and be able to document some of that you know so
0: for sure like have some of the the um the rookie card kind of photos of of people and it's funny because a lot of those i know at least for me like when i was shooting you know like AW and we were getting like Zach Siever jr or uh you know since we mentioned him a bunch of times or like pentagon jr or apparently all the juniors but like you know all these people that are that are like blowing up now or you know like on television or you know zach's killing at new japan or whatever like i i was like i you know we knew it was something like special that we were getting to photograph these people but like i don't i don't know that i ever realized it was like this wasn't like the final form you know what i mean like in those positions i was like damn like champa like i was like oh man i'm photographing champa at like the top of his game here you know what i mean like this is awesome that i'm getting like this and then like fast forward a year after that and he's like you know like headlining takeover in like those like crazy you know uh street fight match i don't remember exactly what all the matches him and gargano had but like you know those like big main event matches and it's kind of like crazy to see the progression and like people that we knew were like really cool but didn't really because of how wrestling has always been see like the mainstream jump you know what i mean because like that's changed a lot to make that jump and now with aew it's even like more expanded and like yeah just seeing like all these people that we've been photographing up until like very recently just like on tv and, and huge stars is like it's really cool and it's like really really crazy to go back and look at photos from just two or three years
1: ago and be like wow these are like kind of a part of wrestling history now yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always wild to to revisit it. And it, yeah, you're right, the jump happened in such a short period of time. It's like, in the last year or two, like, I just think of how many people like, dude, I don't know, even Ebola from like, a year or two ago, it was like, yep. more than half of those people like aren't around on the Indies anymore. And so like, it's crazy to kind of capture people's last real run before they, before yeah. they go. Out. So it's yeah, yeah. Cool. I- it's That's really, an interesting way to put. Like they're they're like kind of farewell to the indie runs. I, we've sure. we've both so done guys, a lot like, of those. Yeah, it's a it's cool. It, it'll be even cooler in like ten years from now or whatever when you're looking at this stuff thinking like, well, this is crazy because some of those guys will get to main event mania at some point and like yeah, yeah, you know, it'll be it'll be cool. Well, and but like it, and yeah, when
0: they have like these these long. Uh, television careers and stuff like that, like the longevity of it, like it becomes, you know what I mean? And then like the longer they're on TV and the more they evolve through that, like the the more kind of like, not forgotten, but like uh, hidden those like old moments are and stuff like that in the catalog of of all of those. But yeah, I, the phrase, um, this will all mean something someday kind of like comes to my mind a lot when I'm looking at like old photographs and stuff that I'm like, this didn't really mean anything at the time, but now, you know, with the space between when it was taken and now there's like, all this other kind of meaning behind it of like, it's like, oh, this is an okay photo, but now you're looking at somebody that's been in New Japan for the past three years and somebody that's been in WWE for the past four years and them like tagging or, you know what I mean? It just seems like a completely different alternate universe, but you were present for and able to like document in your own kind of special way.
1: Yeah. And hopefully that's something people keep in mind when they're doing this stuff is to like really think that, <clears throat> really uh, take it in that like, you know, you're documenting something pretty cool that yeah that you get to you should be really fortunate to be a part of you know you should be thankful for sure yeah because any of us that are doing this are
0: doing this because we're fans of what we're photographing you know what i mean like it's not it's not like uh there's any wrestling photographers that are begrudgingly like i gotta i gotta pay pay the mortgage so i gotta go shoot these wrestling shows like we're all doing it because we're we're fans and like that that is what, why shooting wrestling like that is appealing to us is because like being able to document that and putting our own kind of like perspective on what's happening on the world or whatever. I was going to make another point regarding that. And I just, I just totally spaced it now. Uh, okay, cool. I think we've been, we've been, we've been going for about, about 40, 45 minutes here. Uh, we got a couple quick questions that we kind of do at the end here. So the first one is is kind of we call it rapid fire, even though it takes forever. What is a photo that you've taken that really stands out to you that you've made? So like it can be for any reason. Uh, it can be because of oh, I remember what I was going to say now. We'll come back to that in just a second. You you said you kind of hope that people realize like how fortunate we are in in being able to document this really cool thing. Uh, I also hope that people realize that these photos that we're making. Uh, it's hard to get hard to think about past like the current moment because like the half-life of a lot of these photos is so short now it's so just like i took this last weekend it's up on monday it's forgotten about by Tuesday you know what I mean like the match or whatever uh, and that's just with like photography in general uh, with with any of that kind of stuff the news cycle just re- like it cycles so quickly um, and so I think a lot of people think that if they don't get their stuff up like right away and these photos aren't like hitting right with this when this person made their fire promo on TV or whatever that it's just like the photos like dead and like worthless but a lot of these photos like are going to be like you said really really important in 10 years and you think about the vast coverage of, of wrestling from all all over the world uh, and what that's going to look like as far as like how this has been documented uh, during our our you know collective era of documenting wrestling and it's going to be really interesting because you think about you know the books that you can find now of like you know wrestling from the 80s and stuff and it's like they're pretty they're pretty skimpy like there's a couple of photographers that were working in that space but you know it was usually just like the the territory guys and stuff like that and now there's uh, just so many people and there's so many people getting exposed I guess to to the public uh with their work rather than just like the promotions having their photography right I think right that's yeah and that's really interesting okay we'll go back to the question now uh photo that you've made that's really really stand uh, stood out to you and it could be for whatever reason if you thought you fucked it up and didn't or uh photo that you didn't think you were going to get to make or one that you had been looking forward to a long time and like you really nailed it or something like that for sure the stuff
1: with lager you know it's gotta the, yeah. the lager photos is just like insane to me to think that like Getting to be in the same room with him in like a professional capacity to like is like pretty insane, you know, and then not only that, but like getting him to like, like we had a setup in, in backstage at Long Beach or whatever uh, with like a backdrop or whatever. And all I kept thinking was like the arena outside is so bizarre, you know, looking yeah. It's like kind of like crazy building. And I was like, I got to get him outside somehow. And he was yeah. like super receptive to it because I was just thinking, dude, it's so hot outside. He's wearing this like full gear and we're about to go out and blazing sun. He's got to sit out there for a few minutes while I crank this stuff out. And so <laughs> I tried to rush the- I mean, that was rushed for sure. You know, we had, we had some yeah. good time to do the interview and like take the photos. You know, we had a decent amount of time, but as soon as we got outside, it was like, dude, really just get whatever you can out of here and you're going to make it work because you know, it's like, your yeah, sure. iconic look. There's really no way you can botch this. Hopefully like right. hopefully you can just. Crank this stuff out and get it done, and, and get them back inside so we can wrap it up or whatever. And so, like right. getting those photos back for the first time and seeing them was just like, dude, man, like such a like great feeling to like deliver that aspect yeah. you know, to like see your see what you wanted to see and then like have it come out how you visualize it is like not always the case with a lot of this stuff. So it's perfect, right. it's really great to like be able to get that. And then the whole lead up to that was so crazy because like having to get in to new japan like i'd done like photo stuff for them previously but Mm -hmm. not directly with new japan like usually press left through other channels or whatever but the day came and like Liger's flight got like delayed or something and he was like yeah you know we don't think we're gonna have time to do this and it was like you know dang this is one of the last chances to really get this done sure and like he was like okay he'll be here in 15 minutes but you know you probably won't have time for the photos or you won't have time for the interview. You know, he's probably not going to have time for both. Right. And but then when he gets there and he's like, yeah, we got time for both. Let's crank this out. It was just like, dang, what a relief. Cause yeah. we're sitting there thinking like this isn't happening, you know, like you know, with wrestling,
0: that's totally possible. Always.
1: Like, yeah, all change. Time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like even better to like one, get this interview in and two like get the photos in and have them come out exactly how you want. It's like such a crazy feeling. So like, that for sure stands stands up pretty high because like dude minutes before this thing is about to happen we're thinking this isn't happening anymore like right we're gonna have to figure out a different way to do this we're gonna have to put this all in a different direction and like yeah so many a culmination of so many things and then having it all go it's as all just as you can go for is like dude peak like yep it all just yeah, comes right really together great. well that's a, that's a big one
0: yeah, for sure. And like plans change in wrestling so much that it's like it, it wouldn't be like you wouldn't be shocked if it was like the flight's laid, it can't happen. You know what I mean? It's just like, yep, okay, that's you kind of always think that's a possibility. Like when there's somebody on a show that you're like, "Oh, I I really really want to shoot this person, but it's like, well, they're in a six-person scramble, so like they're going to be going through their match the whole time and like they're not here very often, so they're going to be selling merch the rest of the times, so they're trying to make money, and it's just like it just it just didn't happen." You know what I mean? And so yeah. I'm sure when you guys started getting that like, oh, the flight's
1: late. it's like, here it comes. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it like, like it goes. With, like, oh, he's he's barely getting out of LAX and somebody has to go pick him up and then right. got to get back to Long Beach is like some crazy drive. So it was just like, the hits kept coming. It was just like, yeah. okay, it's really not happening. It's really not happening. And then it was like, yeah, you can do all of it because, you know, his match isn't on until later and you can crank it all in and, you know, sure, couldn't have been nicer We had a translator there to do everything and she couldn't have, been any better, you know, all just, just comes just, together. Like, on all fronts everything ended up working out with like one of the like the biggest wrestlers of all time, you know. So that was a that was something. So now right. the problem is just getting this fucking thing out and
0: right. And for anyone uh to, to clarify a little bit, the photos that uh the photos and interview that Kevin's talking about is uh for Mind Games three, which is what something that were uh you know Kevin and Adam and, and me uh to a degree are all working on to, to hopefully get out in the near future, which is also what the, the quarantine photos that, that Kevin was talking about earlier. Uh, that's all for the same same project, uh, same issue, all that kind of stuff. Um, you mentioned something that actually brought me back to another the thing that I was going to mention. You were talking about with Liger, you had like the different cameras and stuff like that. And we've, you talked about earlier with the quarantine photo shoot. As a film photographer, every camera does something so differently. So it's like figuring out A, which cameras you're going to bring with you in your bag. And then also like, well, I want this one because I like this one. Looks cool like this. So then you have to cycle through. I remember we were in the alley for uh, that suburban fight show, and we just had our arms full of cameras and just like cycling. It was like it's comedic, it's ridiculous, but I don't, I don't know a way around it.
1: No, and I can't seem to like get myself to just leave the fucking cameras at home, and I nope. can't like yesterday doing i have it all had like a tiny suitcase filled with like yeah. and brody was like how many fucking cameras do you have and i was like just three but i'm looking over to the right and there's like eight cameras in there and so it's like man just like it just i don't know what it is i just can't like there's always something like i need one for like every situation like what if i only have time to squeeze in a polaroid you know what right. if i only have time to do the? Dude, it's like and it would just be so much easier if I would just leave all of it at home and just fucking bring one camera. But then there's always like, dang, what if, what if, you know, so-and-so is there and he's like, yeah, I got time to do all this stuff. So then, you yeah, know, exactly. the whole thing is just a mess and like, I can't get away from it. And it's like, chaos. there's nothing more frustrating, <laughs> but I guess in the end when you're like, oh, okay, cool. I got like digital stuff that I can use for the show that I can send off for whatever, for yep. the, the whatever company you're working for. And then I have film stuff for my personal stuff and like for the m- magazine, and then I've got these Polaroids that I can, you know, file away and yeah. I, I don't know. It's just such a mess. Like, so, like I can't get, I, dude, I recommend so highly for anyone who does this to just like let it go, man. Like your life would be so much easier if you yeah. just one camera shot your shit and got out, but I can't get yeah. it.
0: Yeah, you say that, but neither of us are going to do it. I remember when never, I was shooting, never. I remember when I was shooting Suzuki, that was portrait Suzuki and he gave me a bunch of time. And so I had like the place that it was at has like a huge like back quote unquote backstage area uh so i knew i had plenty of room and like a table to put all my stuff on so i brought like oh this would be a cool like uh that 3d camera i was like oh, i gotta get a 3d photo of suzuki oh, i'll bring like my big medium format camera so i can have like a big nice like super detailed photo and then it's like oh i didn't bring a polaroid that time uh but like you know what i mean like i have to i have to do this this and this and this and he was ready super early so he gave me like plenty of time and so I'm just like cycling through these cameras and he's just like like so amused at like this process that is unfolding in front of his eyes because I'm just like awkwardly like just picking stuff up and putting I gotta twist knobs and insert film and you know like crank shit and focus and like everything and it's like but I think that also like helps engage the person you're photographing you know what I mean like If they just stand there, you already have your camera, snap, 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 good to go. Like, it's going to be a quicker process. You're probably going to have a little bit more control over what you're doing. Obviously, a less heavier bag to bring in. But like, when I bring up this giant weird camera and they're like, what the, what are you doing right now? It like, there's a connection there. You know what I mean? Like, it engages them in the process of like, what is this guy going to, like, is this guy going to pull like a spy cam out of the back of his pocket next? Or like, what is, what's happening? So uh, there's always, definitely
1: that's always such a such jo- a struggle too to like it's make so sure that you don't annoy them. It's so embarrassing. Because every time someone has to ask about it, you know? Oh like, yeah. Most of those guys are like, oh, they still make film? Like they yeah. still make Polaroid film? Like and sometimes it's like, oh, this is kind of most of the time it's like perfectly fine. But yeah, every yeah. once in a while they're you're just like, like like you just know that they're like, man. If you don't know this, bag, <laughs> yeah, pulling out cameras out of this bag, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind, you know. So but the funny thing good. is,
0: they always think that until you like, until you give them the photos, and they're like, "Oh, these are really cool," and it's like, yeah, yeah. And then the next time you see them, they're like, "Hey, are you uh?" are you doing photos tonight? And you're like, yeah, man, let's like, let's do it. And it's great. Yeah. It always like, it's always funny how that happens out. But
1: yeah, yeah, the whole it's just like- It's always a good conversation starter. It back. is. Like if you don't really know them, mm-hmm. you know, when they see that, you know, you have something minute to talk about and right, and that opens them up a little bit and always get better stuff that way. So, I mean, it's good. It's just, it's, it's mostly just like a burden on us. <laughs> like right, I carry all this gear and like, dude, it just makes your life so miserable, but whatever. And I, usually I have I something- yeah. And usually
0: I have something so complicated that I like did something wrong and it won't go off. And I'm like, Oh wait, hang on a second. Or like, I forget to do a certain knob or whatever. So it won't fire. But yeah, yeah, it's something that magic trick of, uh, or that magic bag of cameras that you just keep pulling out and seeing people's reaction. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Was there a way that your photo, fo- uh, one of your photos was used that like really blew your mind?
1: Um, I'm trying to think there's like, been like some shirts. There's been like, I don't think I have anything in like flyers or anything. I'm trying to think
0: like maybe a wrestler that like hit you up to do a photo on your shirt or, or, or a, a, a shirt with a photo on your, they were like, Whoa, that's really cool. Or like, um, I know a couple of people have mentioned like, uh, they saw one of their photos, in like a new Japan flyer or something like that.
1: Yeah. I was trying to think of that. I don't think I have anything that's ended up on like flyers or, or anything. Um, but mostly like shirts, like that's always cool that someone, you know, is like, Hey, could I use this photo for a shirt? Yeah. Or even if you just one day see a shirt and <laughs> yeah, you're like, walk up. Oh, and hey, this my photo. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually how it goes down. Usually you just you just see someone wearing a shirt and you're like, Oh, that picture looks familiar and you're like, Oh, yeah.
0: shit. I do you like do you ever have it where you have to go back and look at your photos to make sure it's your photo? That yeah, happens. we had yeah. that
1: with the vanilla one, uh <laughs> that was like a weird one because I was like, Man, this looks so similar, but I can't find the photo and it was right. like deep, deep in my Tumblr somewhere that it was like yeah, there. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, that's where they got the photo from. Like, you know, that's so and funny. I think initially it was kind of like annoying, but like now yeah. it's just, it's just part of whatever it is, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. Up about it,
0: I've definitely had that debate with many photographers, and um, I, I get, I get it, I get the reasons for for being upset about it. A hundred percent. It's just not my mindset for. Uh, like wrestling specifically, like if it was if it was like a major corporation that was you know making a bunch of money off of my photo, then 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 yeah, that's obviously
1: like a huge problem or whatever. But like you know, trying sh- to sell a twenty dollars shirt that they'll sell like ten of, you know, then whatever. Yeah,
0: for sure, and like make a little bit of extra money to like get dinner that night or whatever. Like I, most of these people are like people that I've like been around enough that like you know I've, I have some sort of relationship with. So it's like if a photo that I took. Is gonna help you put a little bit of extra food on your plate. Then, like, fucking go for it, man! Like, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to uh, provide it. Thank you for giving, like, thank you for giving me your time so that I was able to make it. But the other thing is, like, I, I don't sign away rights to my photos at all, ever. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I retain publishing rights to my photos at, like, for anything. If somebody, if somebody wants, especially in wrestling, if somebody wants like carte blanche, all. Rights to my photos, like they're gonna have to pay me more than any like wrestling company is, like willing to pay. So for me, there's a trade off of like um opportunity cost. You know what I mean? And if like part of the opportunity cost is that wrestler X is gonna print an 8 by 10 with my photo on it and, and you know, make an extra 100, 150 bucks or whatever. But at the same time, I can use that same photo in like books or whatever else that I'm putting out. Like I feel like there's a pretty even trade off there.
1: Yeah, for the most part. And, so, uh, I think Effie had reached out about, you know, hey, can I make eight by tons of this photo? And yeah. like, yeah, cool, as long as I can, as long as you don't mind me making, like, big posters of, of like, uh, of this or whatever, you know, you yeah. can kind of do whatever you want. So, yeah, there's always trade-offs, you know? And then, like, yeah, that's basically it. Like, you know, as long as I can keep, you know, I'll figure out something else to do with it. And as sure. long as you're not bothered by whatever I'm doing, then it's cool, but, yeah. yeah it always feels, like- it's always good for them to reach out and just be like, hey, you know, just letting you know I want to use this. And then, like, Cool. Yeah. For Go sure. No and I deal. mean,
0: you know, across like us and wrestlers, like all across the board, we're all broke artists. You know what I mean? So it's like if basically what I kind of tell people, and this is uh I guess probably more behind the curtain than I uh have intended, but I'm kind of just like I kind of figured on like, okay, how much how much money will this person make off of this thing that they're putting my photograph on? And then like realistically, like what would be reasonable of me to expect as as part of that you know what i mean and right. so it all it all kind of like falls back on on that to me um and so like obviously it's great when somebody's like making shirts and they're gonna make a hundred of them or whatever they're like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna make some money on this like let me throw you some cash and it's like yeah absolutely like here's about what people pay me for for shirt designs and they're like cool hit me with the paypal hit me with the venmo but yeah, when you walk up to a merch table, I like I know people that are like freak out that like, oh, this this fucking guy is eight bite. It's like, who? Who cares? Like, what are you like? What are you going to like spaz out about it for? You know what I mean? And then like also if people are getting photos that they like from you, like enough that they're going to like put it on your on their merch and shit, like they're going to keep coming to you to get photographed. You know what I mean? And if you like like spaz about it like that, I don't know. It's just not not cohesive to the you know, educating people to be like, Hey, you know, this is kind of how I make money. Like in the future, if you could hit me up and like, let me know. And we could figure out a deal. So that it works well for everyone. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, a weird vibe with some of it. Yeah, um,
1: it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird line that you're, it's, I don't know. Everyone has their own way of dealing. Yeah, with it. for sure.
0: And I fully understand, you know, pretty much anybody's take on it. That's just my, my kind of personal way of, of dealing with it. Okay. Anyway, experience that you've had because of you know, it's been kind of a result of shooting wrestling that you definitely wouldn't have had otherwise. Like something that's like you were kind of in that and you were like, man, if I if I hadn't been, you know, with this company or, you know, kind of worked my way through these people, this is not something that my, the world around me right now would not be what it is at this current moment.
1: Um, I don't know. Probably just like that first like backstage being at PWG, I guess just opened up like so many possibilities. In my sure. Really uh, I think I've... It. I think I phrased
0: that really weird, like a surreal moment that you were in and you like would not have been able to have that moment if it weren't for, for shooting wrestling. Like maybe that light, maybe the the experience with like the Liger thing would be kind of an example of that. Like if you hadn't have done like XYZ, you wouldn't have been in a room with Jushin Thunder Liger and had like one-on-one photo time with him or something like that.
1: Right. Uh, Probably just the Corican shoot, you know, from a couple of years ago, getting to be in Corican Hall was like a crazy Absolutely, thing like for sure, something i never thought i'd get to do or like even experience like that was a big thing that would not have never have happened because of wrestling or like even just being in japan really like yeah that really like yeah i don't know that was a, a really big big moment for me and it happened because of nice dudes like chris brooks who like yep. you know went out of their way when they didn't have to to like get you in there you know so right that's always a that's always a big big standout one and since then like i got to go back to japan earlier this year and like go to cork and again i didn't get to shoot there again or mm-hmm. but you know all that stuff is just like
0: yeah, yeah you had like
1: alone is like insane to me you had like access at kirk and hall too right dude yeah i was one of, i was the only see, photographer that was allowed backstage really yeah none of the japanese like press people were like backstage for that like the only time they got to go backstage and even then it was, they were like sequestered off in some weird room. Like I was in the fucking locker room with like all these dudes and like no other photographers were allowed in there. Obviously I didn't get to shoot like really like yeah. in the locker room or, you know, mm-hmm. but I got to shoot like in the hallways and stuff and like yeah. in the, in the back uh, area. So like that was cool. But like when uh, Michael Sotomora and uh, Tazawa were there, you know, a lot of the, the Japanese outlets were there to like kind of, see why you know talk to Tozawa and see sure, cause sure. that was a big thing for him to come back and like get to wrestle like on a, on an indie show essentially you know so yeah they got to go back there and and do photos of, of them and do interviews and stuff but like otherwise I had like an in, insane amount of access to all that and right. so that was pretty cool. Um yeah, so that's that's a really big big deal for me. You know, I don't I don't it's know huge, that that'll yeah. ever happen again. Yeah, like right. But I mean, the, the fact that you got to do it is crazy. In place, yeah, yeah. So that's always a, a big standout for me to to be able to not just be there, but like have as much access as I did and like yeah, do insanity like
0: once in a lifetime shit for sure. Yeah. So that well, was hopefully tough. not once in a lifetime, but
1: if it is, it, yeah, that, that's it'll pretty good. Again, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if it, if this is the only time, it was a really solid. So it's good. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Uh, I think that's an awesome place to end for for this episode. Tell people where they can find you on the internet and maybe any uh, projects you have coming up. Uh,
1: the Mind Games website doesn't get updated that often, but you can go see old interviews. I think there's an interview with Pentagon and Phoenix. The Lucha Brothers on there from like 2015 or something when they did their first Bola. So you can check that out there. There's cool like playlists old, photo, too. old photo sets from from PWG, but I think it's like mindgames.com. I don't know. I forget. But otherwise I'm on like Instagram 35 and then dot wrestling, uh, Twitter, 35 mm underscore wrestling. I think, I don't know if you, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's I'll, a link somewhere you can add. Somewhere.
0: I'll make sure. I'll make sure I, uh, I'll, I'll make the, sure I actually look up your stuff and, and give the correct addresses at the beginning of the, at the intro it, or it, something yeah, like we'll, that. We'll, we'll do that. Um, um yeah, then yeah. Then check all that. Stuff degree, out. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be working on it we don't have a date or anything like that maybe we will by by the time this comes out but
1: hopefully by the time this comes out it'll already be out but you know for sure that would be great um but yeah, yeah we'll keep plugging away on that thanks for having me on it's cool. yeah dude thanks for
0: thanks for coming and chatting with me it's good
1: to see you dude. Yeah, yeah hopefully it went all right we'll uh we'll do this again soon
0: oh yeah man